0: What do all of these words have in common? Mindset, money, muscle, ministry, mission, marriage. I think I even added an extra M in there, but all of it applies to this one person. Ben Stelmonte, today's podcast guest, is incredible to know that his storyline really started with muscle and then all of those other M's compounded and built as he established a six-figure, then a seven-figure, and then even showcased eight-figure entrepreneurs in that specific sector. He hosts masterminds, he's been in magazines, he's a best-selling author, and ultimately a coach and a friend, and now I get to call him a brother. And I am so honored to have this conversation. We unpacked some really raw pieces about not only marriage money, being a Christian in a secular entrepreneurial space and what that means. His dad was a pastor, so we unpacked that perspective and truly just his heart for what it is that he does, which is a variable to what most people do. And so we're uncommon, peculiar people doing something that's out of the norm, and yet we're breaking barriers and allowing God to be showcased in the midst of abundance. And so if you are somebody just looking to thrive, somebody looking to establish these five, potentially six things in your own life, I know for me, all of them, including muscle matters. And so let's dive in here. You even get a part at the end of the show where he flips the scripts on me because he's a podcast uh, host himself. He, He flips the script and he puts me in the hot seat and I dive deep about a hot topic of of being a christian in this high climate of emotional state that our world is in and he even talked about uh, a scenario that went down in his city and His own, you know, wavering in that experience and that emotion. And so it's real, y'all. I love to keep it real. That's the whole point that you're here. I would love for you to screenshot this episode, tag both of us on Instagram or Facebook, and just follow Vince Del Monte. It's not going to be something you're going to regret at all. And ultimately know that he's following the one we should all be following And therefore, you're going to get some goodness and sweetness in the midst. So I'm excited for you guys to dive in. Let me know what your biggest takeaway is. Comment on it. Subscribe. Review. All the things. I love you guys. I appreciate you. And we'll chat soon. This is your God wink. The moment that heaven says for such a time as this. It's time to own your joy. Prioritize your health. Discover your wealth. And exude your wholeness. It's time to become truly fit. However, this isn't a fitness podcast, though I'm a retired personal trainer and nutritionist. This isn't business jargon or tips and tricks to landing your successful passion project, though that's totally why I'm a business coach. This isn't a quick fix health detox ploy, though I'm all for therapy and I love whole foods. I do have a YOLO side sweet tooth, though. This isn't confusing religious banter. So I'm an ordained minister still figuring out the many things and facets and faces of Jesus. It's really none of that, so I'm wondering, if you're wondering, what is this? Well, this is an opportunity to join me alongside other big dreamers, innovative movers and lifestyle shakers as we explore and share our messy comeback stories and discoveries with each of you fellow passionate seekers. The Fit and Faith movement was birthed through my own trial and error discovery of mind, body, and soul alignment, and to be totally transparent, my own entrepreneurial crash and burn experiences. I've learned firsthand that being fit isn't about our physique at all. It's not about our qualifying abilities or titles. It's not about our potential. It's truly about our God-gifted passions meeting our purpose. You are one step away from achieving your idea, your dream, your calling, your purpose, whatever you want to call it. And I want to be there for the moment that you say yes in freedom, clarity, and confidence that you are living fully fit and who and whose you were made to be. Welcome to the Fit and Faith podcast with me, Tamara Andress. There is no better time than now to get fit. All right, all right. I'm so excited to be here, y'all. We are live with the Fit and Faith podcast, and I am so pumped to bring alongside a high-energy man of God. His name is Vince Del Monte, and we got connected through the grapevine. Who knows nowadays, right? Somewhere on social media, but I have just been um, just enthralled ever since I actually read your bio that was submitted and kind of learning about our connectivity through fitness, our connectivity through faith, um, Mm -hmm. your fatherhood, mine motherhood, um, and so many other things. So finances and mental health and wellness and well-being, that's all what Fit and Faith became and emerged through two years ago. And so I'm excited to dive into your storyline and really uh, unpack it a bit. So if you want to give yourself a more formal intro, you guys can find in so many different places. So talk to us.
1: Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you for having me, Tamara. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here. And um, I just think it's awesome what you're doing because It's amazing how many people are in our coaching program who are Christians. And it's not the, you know, fitness business Christian coaching program either. Uh, So, uh, you know, people are really looking for people who are rooted in more than just... uh, And this to you and me probably sounds like, doesn't everybody want to, you know, have impact in that? There are so many coaching programs out there. It's just about the money. It really is. It's like we've attracted so many people into our world that say wow I can't believe like you guys actually care and actually are selling great products and actually want to see your clients get results and I'm like isn't that normal and like I know it's actually not normal and not to say that from a you know pessimistic standpoint but there really is an opportunity for uh believers to you know uh you know get all areas of life intact. I think that's, you know, what my story's really rooted in. I grew up in a Christian home. My father was a pastor for 19 years and uh but they were him and my mom were C&E Christians before that, just Christmas and Easter. So uh, <laughs> I know, love that. i wore, you know, probably a crucifix larger than this one, uh <laughs> but never really knew what it meant. You know, I grew up watching <laughs> mafia movies at the same time and yeah. uh you know, a big Italian family, so you know, knew how to live large, if you will. And uh, yeah, my upbringing was in the uh, world of long distance running. It's probably, it's a, an important part of my story because it's what I would say made me tough. Um, mm-hmm. I think that, you know, being a business owner, being a parent, being a, a believer, it's it's not e- easy. And uh, my running is probably what, you know, toughened me up and helped me um, embrace mental toughness. Because mm-hmm. I just find there's a very a lot of very, very weak people these days. Uh, so I'm I was given a very strong upbringing and in, in the essence that I was given some great tools you know one you know really trying to find my identity and who I am and as as opposed to just you know what I do so I, I think that kind of led to me taking more risks than most people would typically make and you know, I remember when I graduated university uh, I got a kinesiology degree you know you spend 50 grand on that and then I ended up working at the Guelph YMCA for a whopping 10 bucks an hour. So imagine what my dad was thinking when he sees his son, you know, helping guys get on and off of the, uh, the, the cross trainer, you know, it's like, is this what you're going to do the rest of your life? So uh, I realized early on, you know, getting into the world of fitness, uh, it was one, uh, you know, my dad's right to be skeptical because he never met anybody, in the fitness industry that was actually providing for their family personal training was kind of like a stepping stone to something else or it was a second job or it was a third job but it was never a primary source of income so early on i had to figure out like is this sustainable like being self-employed and you know being in the fitness industry and uh that was really what required me to start looking at like is there anybody who's making more than forty eight thousand dollars a year as a personal trainer mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. there weren't many people and I started that's how I kind of started to uh, see what was going on on the internet and I saw people who were you know doing very well on the internet, but at the same time, I had no idea if I'm not a tech guy um, I have no tech skills to this day. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's up.
0: impressive. You got a podcast going. So there yeah. you at least know how to talk and set up a Yeti mic, right? Yeah,
1: I just know how to hit record, that's it. Good,
0: but, good. I
1: mean, I'm living proof, you know, I've built up multiple uh multiple six and seven figure uh businesses over the last decade and I'm I'm just just putting that out there as like if you're not a tech person to this day I've never edited a video in my life. So um just kind of just to recap the whole story, you know, I grew up in the fitness industry, you know, running first fitness industry, second, and I discovered the internet in my mid twenties. So a little over 15 years ago and I launched, um, an ebook for skinny guys on how to build muscle. And it was based on my personal transformation of going from skinny Vinny to uh, a pro fitness model. And who would have thought you could build a business out of helping skinny guys build bigger arms? Um, but, but that's what I did. And, you know, I think, I never again like showed up with like my faith first kind of thing, but it was always like I'd let them know, hey guys, this is my dad, and my dad's a pastor, or hey guys, I'm heading to churches. Hey guys, I just heard this great quote from my pastor. So it was always there. I was I was always very, and people were like, I can't believe you talk about your faith. Um, I can't believe you talk about your faith with your. Uh, is that good for business? I said, I uh, how do you know it's how do you know it's not making my business thrive? Uh, you know, so I, I kind of started to gain a reputation as a guy that, you know, he's got uh, this fitness thing going. So he's in this world of bodybuilding where you don't wear much clothes and you go up on stage. So I've got this, yes. this reputation that I got this business that's making all this money. So I've got this reputation and then I've got, you know, my faith um, persona. So I, I'm not your typical guy. And I think, I think I was kind of like a beacon of maybe hope and uh, interest for a lot of people. And I've attracted a lot of people into my world just based on who I am. Um, I would say definitely what I've done, but it's interesting. People gravitate more to who you are versus what you do. And, um, and I think that's been the message that I've been, you know, comes through in a lot of my stuff. Like you can build a business based on who you are and being yourself and you don't have to water it down. You don't have to keep it to yourself. And, uh, I'm very prolific with my faith and we have a lot of people in our group who do not share. We have different faith backgrounds, different sexuality backgrounds in our, in our group. And it's a big family and everybody's like, they were, I think what the most interesting thing is they're like, Oh, I, I feel safe with Vince. I feel safe with him. Uh, I believe that he's got my best interests at heart. And uh, you know, I think that's what I'm most proud of having, you know, use my platform in a way to show like, you can reach a lot of people who don't have the same faith as you without being weird.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that that's like such a necessity nowadays, especially with everything that has transpired in the last year, people are kind of grasping and looking for something that has a firm foundation. You use the word rooted, which is so deeply ingrained in me. It was a word of my year. I think when I, a couple years ago for my birthday, I said a, a word every year that I just want to be my trajectory versus waiting for the new year. My new year is on my birthday as it is for everyone. Um, mm. And so it's also the community of rooted entrepreneurs, core creatives. That's the whole concept of it. And that rooted you know, I actually struggled with, do I put this faith first or is it just who I am? Mm -hmm. And as um, my community started to grow around me, I realized that that was really the need. Even before the business growth, it was this need for being rooted, this need for being able to feel free in Mm -hmm. all of the different passions, all of the different gifts that people are given. And I love that you teach people that to say, you don't have to water down any part of who you are. In fact, use that Use those variations, those different facets of who you are, and bring them together to serve people uniquely in the way that only you and all the world can do.
1: Yeah, and I think also to add to this as well is like I've attracted my fair share of haters over the years, specifically <laughs> sure. for my fitness business. I'm a very, I'm, I'm an aggressive marketer. I think mm-hmm. that's also something that I've, you know come up against where you know with conversations with some of my my christian friends in that and and they're like how do you make sense of that i'm like make sense of what and it it really just comes back to i find my credibility i find my credibility in the product and the people's lives who are being changed and we we promote ethically uh but we do promote hard because we believe in what we're promoting yeah we know that it can change people's lives so i think you know when you truly know, like your your heart's in the right place, and you have a service that can uh, impact people, you're not going to hold back. I mean, we're running a promote a birthday promotion right now, and you know we've had over 60 applications in four days, and and we've sent 12 emails out in four days, and people are like, that's crazy. I'm like, yeah, because I don't want anyone to miss out.
0: But yeah, you are going to be
1: so. It's just over time. I think when you start to become more and clear, more and more clear. On who you are and that you know what you're doing is the right you know for for the right reasons and you've got something that people truly need you really do you really do have an opportunity to stand out and you know what i have access to i kid around with other pastors i've spoken on a few few churches on father's day and stuff and and uh they say what do you think you're going to bring to the table i said what am i going to bring to the table what you don't have and they say, what, <laughs> what, what, so what's, th- what's that? And they say, I say, unbelievers. I'm going to actually tell my friends who are going to come and experience your mm-hmm. your uh, um, your Father's Day service this weekend because I'm going to tell them to watch it. And they're only coming because they trust me. Wow. So I think that's like your opportunity. And like what I challenge a lot of my faith friends to do is like build your body, get buff, like add more yeah. muscle, get stronger. You know, build your business, increase your income, because I find like a lot of people want to trade up in all areas of life. I think this is the opportunity for faith based entrepreneurs like like build your business. Obviously, you know, tithe as well. Like, right. It's not it's it's, it's, uh, to give and yours to manage. But I'm finding like the people that are managing what's coming in, it's expanding even. And more their territory is expanding and they're they're giving more opportunity to to impact and reach out further so um all i'm saying is like don't hold back i see a lot of you know i've just found a lot of some christians are like really kind of tentative but it's like just go for it you know you know don't worry about like perfect about having this perfect persona through the whole process of marketing
0: I want to unpack that for a minute, especially knowing that your dad was also a pastor. Like, did you guys ever have some conversations about what this is like? To me, I think my business is my is part of my ministry. It is my yeah. ministry, oh yeah, and including my ministry of motherhood and my ministry of being a wife and and all the other areas of my life, but. Did you ever have this conversation with your dad about like money and ministry and what that looks like to to the church and to you as an entity? Because I feel like that's where the haters come into play a lot is like, how can you put your faith in the forefront and how can you ask people for money? And I'm like, well, it's not about the money. It's about the value exchange of what I'm offering and knowing that the value that's coming out of it for them is a life transformation, not just a business that they're building. It's literally fruit that they have. Never even tasted before. So, talk to me about that, like ministry all mindset. Right.
1: Well, yeah, my parents. I mean, I I uh, watched my money was never really a big topic. I think they got by fine because they work with the navigator, so you can only make so much a year. And then if yeah. you have a surplus, they keep it. So, even when I told my parents, "Can I give you guys extra?" I so side note, I'm my parents' number one donor.
0: Mm, like more so than good. all,
1: more than all their lawyer friends. I give
0: more money my so I'm,
1: so I'm their top awesome. supporter. I'm their number one yeah. supporter. Now I make my dad work for it too. I bring him on. My podcast. We're making a product together. So I push him. He sends me like all my good stuff on my social media. It all comes from my dad. So I, awesome. I steal all the good stuff. So I, I make him work <laughs> for it. I, it's not, it's not a hand me out. I'm like, dad, you're going to work for this month. So, That's
0: so good. So
1: first he, he's okay with the money because, he's, he's met the people in my coaching program and he's seen their lives change and he's meeting the wives. He's meeting the kids. He's seen the stories. He's like, this is, Mm -hmm. this is what's happening. So, and he sees how much we give. Uh, I mean, you know, our, our church elevation, I mean, they just announced how much they gave this past year, just their outreach team alone in this past year, they gave $9 million Like, because of generous people who are reinvesting into the, you know, God's hands and feet. Where I can't be, so I, I, I think people have no problem giving money, uh, but like you said, there's got to be a value. There's got to be value exchange. So, um, the reason that you know I don't I charge is because when people pay, they pay attention.
0: So <laughs> good, so true. And if, and if, you said earlier that in the podcast, which by the way, he has his own podcast so You have to go check it out, uh, the Vince Del Monte podcast. And you said um, the words priority um your priorities breed what was it oh it was so good oh man you're your not potential your oh, possibilities
1: the, oh we're talking when i'm talking oh yeah i know what you're talking about through the process um yeah
0: but I, where I you put I, your priorities
1: yeah oh yeah yeah where uh, yeah um I'm not sure the exact language I use. I'll
0: think of it as you're saying, but it was, as you were starting to talk, I was like, yes, it's, it's more so about where those priorities are in our life that then the, the, the overflow kind of comes from that. But it's really making sure that we're putting things like value add and serving above all the other things, even the money. But I love what you were saying. If they pay, they pay attention. And that's so good.
1: And if there's no skin in the game, there's no game. Like yeah. I've, I've tried to do the other way where you like, Hey, I'm going to help you out. It doesn't work. If it worked, I would do it. If it actually, if it was better to give away, obviously we're talking about, you know, people who want to invest into, you know, getting access to knowledge, speed, relationships, accountability. Yeah. they need You know, you have to pay a premium for those things or else you won't fully, fully utilize and action them. And, uh, And and really, at the end of the day, you know, when you look at investments, it doesn't, you know, people, oh, you're charging people a lot of money. I'm like, actually, I'm not. It's free. What do you mean? It's free. You know, you're charging X amount. That's a lot of money. I'm like, what does it matter what it costs? The ROI is like five, 10 X a year. So it's actually costing them zero dollars. I said the only reason it's so again, and this is now the mindset of looking at what things cause versus what things cost.
0: Mm, So good.
1: And and like the only reason this won't work is if you don't fully action the program. If you're if you're not fully committed to this, you know, then then you bring it back to their why. And why do you feel called? Why do? And then if we're talking to Christians, you're like, why do you feel called to do this? And they'll typically start to say like, I've been praying about it. I feel like a prompt in my heart and my gut. You know, God's been telling. So you're telling me that these ideas have been placed in your heart and your mind, and and you think that they're just gonna not be seen through to completion so now your faith is being tested
0: yes yeah, so,
1: so when it comes back to money again it always shows yeah money always reveals your true priorities right yeah. so i have challenged a lot a lot of christians who like say oh you know uh i want to do this i'm like all right well let's put your money where your mouth is well i don't have it well yeah. you don't believe that if you come through you, you know if you don't take the first step he's not going to take the next step yeah. It doesn't sound yeah. like this is a very strong faith you have. What's the point of this faith <laughs> if you're not even putting yourself out there? So yeah, it, it, it's, and I say it obviously in a loving way, but I'm like, you know, you're right. Yeah. You're like, you're right. I'm like, yeah, you're being tested right now to see if you yeah. actually can be trusted, right? Uh, yeah. Our pastor, Stephen Furtick, says it's all about the second yes, right? So the, the, the yes. first The first yes is easy. But, um, you know, when it comes time to say uh, yes a second time, if, if you don't, then, you know, uh, your yes can't be trusted, you know, yeah. when, when as soon as it gets tested. So um, I always just reassure people like, hey, you're on a journey to grow. And, yeah. and a part of growing is to start to um, get outside your comfort zone. And I truly believe that comfort comes from the devil, you, you know, in yeah. generally speaking, yeah. you know, comfort yeah, doesn't good. come from God. So yeah. I'm like, this is just a test. You've been talking a whole long time about doing this. Here's your opportunity to see if you really mean it. And yeah. uh and I always tell people, you know, definitely pray as if it all depends on God. But when you come into my program, you know, into your program, anybody's program, you've got to operate as if it all depends on yeah. you.
0: Okay, okay. You know my feelings over commercials, but this is too good of timing to pass up the chance to tell you about this incredible opportunity that I have cultivated with you directly in mind. You, the passionate kingdom entrepreneur... Stop running the race on a treadmill to nowhere. Stop the analysis paralysis and the overwhelm and honestly, the isolation of business building. You know, I am all for women supporting women and the concept of community, but this newly developed program takes that concept to an entirely new level. I am giving you an all access pass to my team of experts and strategists in order for you to develop your own business to the fullest extent. I've taken my business with these incredible people from an idea to five figure months in less than two years. And I want to provide you the keys to this freedom and centered joy. This is a coaching program with direct conversations with real people in real time. Ask the confusing hard questions that have you lingering in rabbit holes. Get the direct insight you need to design the dream into a fully operating abundant business. Y'all, listen to this A-team, okay? There is a branding and content strategist, a mindset and financial success coach, a biblical foundations teacher, a marketing funnels and ads expert, and of course, yours truly, your Christian business coach, if you are ready to truly invest in yourself. In your God dream and the people that God is calling you to, this is the only place to start that gives you a full lens development strategy that you can lean into as a trusted, knowing source on a firm foundation. Y'all, I am uber passionate to see you flourish and illuminated within your purpose. You can enroll now by heading over to the one-on-one coaching tab at TamaraAndress.com. Remember, I have the simple version of Tamra, T-A-M-R-A. I don't know if you know that story, but it's from The Price is Right, about a week before I was born. So thanks, mom. (laughs) Anyway, book your call and simply email me, coaching at TamaraAndress.com. Either way, I cannot wait to see you activated. And this is going to be an incredible opportunity and a beautiful season to see you design the God dream that God has planted in you since your mother's womb. It's going to be fun, y'all. I can't wait to connect. Let's get started. (laughs) Definitely. And this is the thing. This is like my heart is that component of activation because we can illuminate the dream. We can illuminate the idea within us and we can talk about it all day long. How many people do you know that just sit around and like, I've got this idea and they're just telling you the idea. And the idea is amazing. But the idea has never taken root because they've never activated the seed, which has been gifted to them by God. And now this activation process is the watering, is the toiling of the soil, is doing this thing that is not not comfortable, it is hard. People are like, oh my gosh, you've come out of nowhere in the last couple months. And I'm like, well, that's because you didn't see me when I was head deep in the dirt the last two years at three in the morning on my computer, at nine o'clock at night on my computer. So tired, but so energized because I knew that it was coming because he already promised me and he already showed me that vision. And so if you have this dream, in order for the dream to come alive, you have to activate it. And that activation part is the part that honestly, most people stop at, or Mm -hmm. They get into it and they're like, This is hard. I'm out. And <laughs> I'm like, well, yeah. you just invested this amount of time, energy, and now yeah. money, and you're still gonna walk away from it. Yeah. But I love that you you show that the ROI doesn't come on the just that investment. It comes on right. every Thing that's led you up to that point. What have you been doing to yeah. become passionate about fitness this whole time? And you started with running. I started with gymnastics, mm. and then from there, it was like, how are you focusing your body? Like, where's that priority? I was putting my body before everything else, mm. and you probably got into this fight a lot with yourself, even in this in the muscle, you know, side of things and the showcasing side of things. And I wasn't even doing it for a stage or a trophy, but. It was in its own sense of the word. And when I finally came into alignment with my faith and I found out like God also wants me to steward my body well, but in a total different lens, not what the world is asking of me, not my bathing suit size, not my jean size, none of those mm. things. And I didn't come into that knowing until after I was a mom So fitness for me has just been literally every part of my life. It's why I named the podcast Fit and Faith. It's why my book is titled Fit and Faith. It's it's all the things, but it's realizing that the fit and the faith, they have to be synonymous. They have to be aligned. They have to be vertical and connected in order for you to actually do, I think, fitness well and for you to do faith well. You have to know that there's a body conscientious piece of activating, of actually right. moving my foot forward to step right. out of the boat, right? If I just sit in right. the boat and I'm not actually outside of the boat, I can't just be in all of all the runners all the time. It's like sit on the sideline and clap yeah. and yet I want to lose 10 pounds. Well, you're not losing 10 pounds clapping on the sideline. Yeah,
1: no, you, know, you nailed it on the head. I think the term you use that, that uh, jumped out was the harvesting term like
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know you, you hear a lot of people they want to reap a harvest you know they want to see the the fruits of the work but like it's you know how long that takes
0: mm. I've, I've been doing this yeah. in
1: 2006 and i'm still trying to figure stuff out and
0: <laughs> yeah every you know, day
1: you, you just find like yeah people you know the first uh you know they hit their first storm and then they they just check out and they hit the first roadblock and then it's like no no it's going to take you a solid five, 10 years to actually have something that is could potentially be sustainable. But the first couple of years, you're just working through tons of like chitter chatter and like mental battles and a lot of starts and stops and a lot of testing because that's what marketing is just a fancy nine letter word for test. And, yeah. you know, even when you go into a coaching program, a lot of people come in, I think, with the, with the belief that like the coach has got everything predetermined and they do to a degree, but it doesn't mean that that the client doesn't have to actually put stuff out there and test and get feedback and optimize and actually get better at all of these skills, you yeah. know, copywriting, writing stories, coming up with hooks, better offers and better calls to action. Like that's going to take you, you know, a long time to go, you know, maybe – maybe a couple years to become proficient and then a couple more years to become excellent. So yeah. I'm just sharing, you know, to everybody listening to just to appreciate that, you know, especially if you're just getting started, it's probably similar to your faith. The first year is the hardest. Same thing in marriage. Yeah. The first year is the hardest <laughs> kids. Same kids, thing. Uh, in yeah, parenting the First few years, you will make it. But most people we see the highest dropout rate in year one. Because it's it's just I don't know if it's uh, social media too many false expectations lack of patience comparison syndrome ego pride they don't run for help when they need it or they think they should be further along so they go dark but um it, it's it's this is the you now the power of being around other people who can start to normalize these problems for you and start to say actually this is all normal. No, you're not, mm-hmm. you're not, you're not, you're not an ordinary. This actually happens to all of us. In fact, if this wasn't happening to you, I'd be worried. So, um, I find that's a huge part of the, uh, the, the business journey and probably could be applied to every journey in life, but just managing those expectations and being patient and just realizing that, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. I've been doing this since 2006 and, uh, I mean, Every day I'm learning new stuff that's like, oh my gosh, this 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 crap again. We're dealing with this again. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's that sounds like being an entrepreneur. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it sure does. And I think that game of patience I've learned in so many parts of my life. I mean, we learn that in the body and the fitness realm when we're going towards a fitness goal, just like nutrition, but also in parenting, definitely in my marriage Mm -hmm. Um, and my faith walk for sure. God tests my patience every single day. And it's my submitting it back to him that I actually see and start to reap that harvest. And so it's realizing that in this activation, one of the biggest things that you have to activate consistently is patience. And that's right. not something a lot of people are willing to do because they do see the they see the fruit in the comparison game. Of course, social media is a huge part of that, yeah. and they think I can do that too. I can open a coaching business and I can be in the same exact place. And it's just they never ask the backstory. Hmm. And so, really, the most that's important true, yeah. part, and it brings us full circle to the conversation at the beginning, is what are those people's roots? And that's like a huge heartbeat is to know that like whether it was painful, whether it was celebratory, whatever it is that they've gone through in the past, those fail forward moments that they just kept being patient and saying, God, I know that this is going to happen because you told me and I'm going to keep walking it out. I don't ever think, and you probably never feel this way when you wake up in the morning, that you've made it. It's not about money. So it's yeah. where are you going next? Like, what's the bigger vision? What's the bigger promise that God has gifted you in your impacting tens of thousands of people in their own um, yeah. kind of generational uh, change? So, what that's that what happens like yeah. you?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you start hearing about, I mean... Uh, when I heard yesterday, our pastor, Stephen Furtick, shared how much they gave last year. You just feel like, wow, like you want to partner more. You you, you see God moving and he's like, God's moving with or without me. I want to get involved even more. So you start to see like what you're building. I mean, one, you see is, it's like so small on the grand scale, but you, you see this opportunity to uh, be a part of it and, and help yeah. contribute. So I'm like, wow, like I can't contribute more if. You know, I'm just, you know, if I'm not taking massive action and I'm not fully yeah. utilizing, uh, you know, my team members and I'm not becoming a better leader and I'm not, you know, getting clear on our vision and I'm not keep, you know, holding team members accountable and that. So if I'm not expanding, I think that's, it, it's staying in exp- that's That's probably been one of the toughest things for me being a Christian is like staying in expansion mode because mm-hmm. it's so easy just to say, couple of years ago when my business first hit seven figures um, around the age of 30 a lot of people started telling me it's like what what do you need to what's wrong with this and I actually started to like buy into it I'm like I'm like yeah they're right why don't I like what why do I need more but I was thinking about why do I need more it was it was it was like I was slowing down intentionally because I was comfortable mm. not seeing that like to get to the next level it's it's about reinvesting bringing on more team members giving giving more people a part of the vision growing the yeah. whole organization like more people have to win in order for it to grow you
0: know. So good. It's so good. It actually reminds me too what you had said before about the investment piece of it. Um, my husband says something about investing, too. Like it doesn't actually cost them anything. Right. They're they're gaining. And yeah. so I was in this expansion phase of my own business. And I'm like, I can't hire her. I don't have. I can't afford her. And he was like, oh, sure. what do you mean? You can't not afford her right. because she's going to pay for herself. Yes. I don't have to do anything. When yeah. she comes on board, she pays her salary. Yeah. I don't pay her salary. Yeah. And so I just had to flip my mind to say, "Oh my goodness, every single person I bring on, so they're does, paying for themselves and tenfolding what it is that we're doing towards so, a missional perspective."
1: So, Tamara, so here's a question for you. Where does that yeah. come from when you get into that 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 kind of like limit that you know, self limiting belief or that, you know, regulator, where does that come from? We get of to- our
0: own, Of my own mindset. Well,
1: you may, and, and in general, and too. In, yeah.
0: yeah, in general. I think it's fear. I honestly think it's fear. I think we know the possibility of our, I know the possibility of my father, and I know that he's capable of grandiose, that he's gifted me visions. Like literally, I've been knocked on the floor with these visions, right? And so I get to a point where I'm like, okay, the only option here is growth. And just like you said from the get-go, I could stop in the comfort, I, you could stop at the seven figures and say, I'm comfortable here, which we already establish is from the enemy. Yeah. And God says, no, take another step, take yeah. another belief in me, take have greater faith that I'm not just doing this for you, taking the away the mirror and giving the mirror to other people and saying you too, your dream is a part of this mission. And so let's activate, let's come together, let's create teamwork and flourish further. If I want global impact, which I do, I so desperately want that. How can I create that if I'm staying in my little community and I'm the only one person? I can only touch so many people. So the ripple effect exists with everybody that we link arms with, whether it's a coaching client, whether it's a 1099 person who comes on for one thing for your business, they're all affected by the mission and the dream.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, I try and just think like, who's even coming up with these numbers anyways, they're just numbers.
0: It's so true.
1: Who am I to judge, you know, how much somebody makes or how much somebody gets or like that's, they're just, it's just in a click you said, an exchange of value. So well, I just thought it was good to touch on that. Cause I think a lot of people get tripped up with like, you know, that people, it always comes back to your relationship with money, but um, why aren't you just happier? And then there's also the fear too that if like one is enough enough, mm-hmm. one, one is enough And I think that is a good question. And I try not to, I try not to overthink it a lot. I, I really just try and operate with, you know, boundaries. I'm like, Hey, when I work, I'm going to hit the gas as hard as possible. Right. And as long as I'm not uh, sacrificing non-negotiables and my yeah. wife's on board and we're not, we're operating within time frames that we're going to be working anyways. Yeah. What's, what's the difference? So I think uh, that's also, I think a fear people have, like um, they'll get to a point and I won't lie. Like the more you're making, the more you go, the more you do want to keep seeing what's possible. I really do feel like though, it's from a place of curiosity to see like how much further can we reach? Cause you start to realize like what's actually holding you back. Um, it's, Oh my man, if I was a better leader, if I had a clear vision, if I had better infrastructure, if I made better hires, then we'd be growing just by default. So it's not necessarily, it's not a greed thing. It's more of a, just we're improving, you know, with, with the more you learn, the the more you earn, the more you, the more, you know, the more you grow. So it just comes with the territory.
0: I think a huge part of that, and we sort of mentioned it, is is the concept of stewardship, is if you're giving, if somebody is giving you something and you're not stewarding it well, they're probably not going to give something to you again right? It's like, I'm wearing my mom's sweater today. And she already texted me this morning and said, don't put that in the washer and dryer. I'm old school. I like to hand wash my stuff because it stays better longer. If I decided to do against her will and not treat it valuably, then she's not going to let me borrow again. So if you look at it from a way different perspective from our God, the Father, and he's like, hey, I'm going to give you what you've been praying for because you've been working for it and you took the step out of the boat. But if you take your eyes off of me and you're not stewarding what it is that I've given you well, then there's going to be a, a component. There's going to be a cost to that. Yeah. It is that costs your marriage. I was there. That was a part of my testimony. I went all in. I was working 60, 80 hours a week at two CEO positions, right? And like wearing the title, the achievement mode, like I was doing the thing, American dream. And yet I was sacrificing what God mm. gave me first. And that was my home. That was my mm. kiddos. That was my husband. And mm. and I had to take a self check. And mm. it went rug without me. I was gone. All the dreams of the money and the ideas and the, the impact, it was it disappeared. Mm. And I had to come back into alignment from a perspective of just like you said, who am I? And what are what's the value of these things? And what are my priorities? What are my values in life? And I love Stephen Furtick. He's incredible. I've gone. I've actually visited your all's church at Ballantine a couple of times when I've been in Charlotte. It's such a great, incredible ministry. Him and Holly are both amazing. Um, but he, he's done so many things for me in my life in another whole city, in families, in churches. And he doesn't even know us. He doesn't, wow. yeah. you know, but he knows his mission is impact. And he knows yeah. his mission is discipleship. Hmm. And he just stays the course, even when he's tired, even when things aren't fully the way that he imagined that they would be, even when there's haters, because there's always haters. Yeah. He just keeps saying yes and it keeps expanding because god trusts him because he's right. stewarding it
1: yeah that's amazing yeah they uh I, I read a good one by um dave ramsey uh the legacy journey that's been very influential for me and he talks a lot about it's his to give and uh ours to manage mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that just mindset that not, it's not even mine in the first place yeah. is is really powerful and that um you know, it's, it, that's not the size of the gift that matters, but the size of the sacrifice, it, it really just helps you reframe like what you have from uh, like how much do I trust God and how, how much, you know, y- your capacity is going to reveal his abilities, right? Mm, Cause if your capacity is limited to give, you're not really going to get to see how powerful he really is. So like if you, so good. If, you if you commit the first, you know, half, um, but you can't, you know, get the second half. Well, you're going to see if he's going to come through or not. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, it's so true. You're constant, so
1: right. It's really a test to see, like, how much do you really trust me? And yeah. and I, I'm like, you've brought me this far, but it is kind of, like you said, it is fear. I want to give more, but I don't have it. But that's kind of the point.
0: The right? Point, <laughs> it's so that's true. Kind of the,
1: point. the point is not to have it. The point right. is to is to maximize your faith and to get you to to discover another level of relationship with him right so yeah that's kind of the point not to have it so um that's scary but you know that's when you got to you know operate on you know uh, act act action yeah. and just trust right that's the thing right if 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 the end outcome was already like hey here's what it's going to be then what's the point of the journey <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's so true. It's so true. And then you're you're staying in comfort all the time, and nothing grows in that space. Nothing. It's so yeah. true. I love that. And even knowing that the energy source, and this was a, I was coaching on this earlier, is energy. And people always thinking like, you have boundless energy, and I'm like, no. I was just really tired yesterday. I had to take a nap. But yeah. in the midst of that, I was lay. I lay down, and I told myself, you're going to rest. My mind starts running. My ideas start bubbling. My inner I pop out of bed 20 minutes later. I napped. I rested. And I started going again because God literally infused me because I laid down and I gave it to him in that process. I said, God, I'm tired right now. And I know I have a thousand things to do that you have gifted me the opportunity to do it. Show up. And so this energy source is not our own. We're literally plugged into the ultimate energy, the ultimate mm-hmm. power that gives us this overdrive experience, this overflow experience. But if you, if you don't, if you don't stay aligned, if you don't stay connected to that and you try to grasp towards the other things away from that stewardship, the, mm-hmm. away from that faith first, oh man, it's a crash and burn waiting to happen. Scary.
1: Yeah. No, I hear you. Um, I love to hear your thoughts on, uh, I'm turning the table on you here.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, hold on. I love it. Let's hear it.
1: (laughs) But no, I love to hear your, I'm always looking to uh, hear thoughts on, uh, you know, I like to just cut to the chase, but this whole, you know, last 11 months with, you know, politics and COVID, it's probably not, they always say it's not good for business to talk politics and, you know, controversial subject matters on a platform, but Uh, I've seen some pastors, um, maybe say a little too much (laughs) about, you know, what their opinion is. And I don't know if people go to church to hear the pastor's opinion. They're, they're coming to get God's opinion. Um, but then at the same time, it's pretty dang hard not to maybe, whatever side you stand on, it, 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 it's hard not to say something. How have you, what's your advice on going through like all this craziness? Like in Toronto, I'll just give you an example to give you a little more context. Um, business, uh, We're in lockdown for another 28 days. Small business owner has just got completely shamed by the community for opening up and, um, you know, risking, you know, the spread um, despite uh, literally across the street. A two minute walk, um, you know, Costco's got like 2000 people in there and Walmart's got 2000 people and they bring out, you know, uh, 80 police officers, six horse horses. And they take away this young father of uh, two young kids away in handcuffs. Like, Mm. and it's, it's tough. Like I I believe that I, we serve a sovereign God and that justice will prevail and, you know, his hands on all this, but just, just your thoughts on maybe advice. And just like, you know, I see some people go right through it. They don't say anything on it. Others a little more vocal. Do you have any thoughts on, you know, just you know, a wise way to kind of like lead your, because it's obviously on everybody's mind.
0: Yeah, and, oh, know, if absolutely. You, if
1: you talk to marketers, the thing is that like, you always address the like the line in the room. But yeah. then I'm wondering like, is this, or you know, I'm I'm always curious to hear other Christians thoughts on just how much to say, how little to say, and just how to yeah. manage like your platform. Like people are looking to you. Um, uh, what, are, what are your thoughts on all that?
0: So my Here's thoughts, my husband you. and I, yeah, right. It was a really hard one. And I don't you know, I don't know you, so I don't know.
1: I don't know where you stand on any of this either. So <laughs> sure. I just figured I'd throw it up. No, there. I
0: think it's a valuable conversation. I've talked about COVID quite a bit on here, and my perspective on on faith first, even in that conversation, and knowing that I take care of my body and I want to steward rules, right? Like that's something that we are supposed to be doing, even as Christians, is coming alongside the government, right? Like the governing body above us. However, the ultimate governing body is our God, and yeah. If somebody isn't going to limit me, my children, my family from living a life that I believe God has already gifted us. And so it's our job, I believe, as Christians, I believe as influencers to show up well. And for me, my heart in that is to illuminate and to breathe light and if i am called to be on a lampstand i am called to be on a lampstand does that mean that i need to um, downplay what another side is doing or what a disagreement factor is no that's that's not my call however i do um, partner with and i'm standing alongside many people whether they consider themselves activists or conspiracy yeah. theorists or um, whatever that looks like i also am proponents of them and so if you want to know like the truth like political side or um the conspiracy theorist side of me see who I follow and you're mm-hmm. you're gonna know what that is but ultimately the mm-hmm. one person I follow is is God and God mm-hmm. has already finished this problem and so mm-hmm. as I've walked through 2020 and I've here I've heard I've not only heard, I've seen fear, fear in people's eyes. Um, I've recently been traveling a lot to Mexico, um, because my in-laws live there and my kiddos go and stay with them. And so many people are like, you're crazy. Like, how are you doing this? And I'm like, well, I put my faith in God, who is the ultimate decider of my health. And we Mm -hmm. go because family matters. And my in-laws have been starving for the babies in their life. And I don't want to, separate or segment something that I believe is truer than a mandated rule that may or may not be true, right? And so... I was standing inside of um, what's it customs right and already mm-hmm. customs is kind of a weird thing when you're a single mom traveling with a baby I already have my hand like locked on their backpack right mm-hmm. and they don't like it because they're in a the stage they're six and seven and they're they're they get independent and they can do it themselves but mm-hmm. I'm looking around at people who used to at least maybe smile I could at least yeah. trust that like an older adult maybe was looking adoringly at my, my children and like I felt safe in them and I I felt like, okay, they can have a conversation and they can go talk to them or look at their dog or whatever it be it was so fear based. It literally made me want to throw up. First wow. off, you, you have people in masks. So nobody's talking to anybody. They're not even talking to the person that they're with directly yeah. with. You can't have phones, which already makes it look weird because people are interacting in that way. And it is just stone cold silence. And it literally looked Vince like we were in a concentration camp. Like that's right. what came to life in me. And I thought, This is not the way of the world. This is this is not the way of heaven. That's for dang sure. And I am I am not fearful at all. I'm going to speak out the fact that God is sovereign, like you said, but it scares me where things could go. Mm. And ultimately, I believe our job as influencers is to provide a blanket a blanket of peace, a mm. blanket of joy, a blanket of grace, a blanket of mercy, no matter the perspective, mm. no matter the barrier, no matter whatever your political beliefs are, I am standing with you. I'm not standing against you, but ultimately we have to, we have to have trust. We have to have faith and we've got to steward what we already know to be true. And yeah. a lot of the things that are coming our way are not true and it's yeah. sad and it's frustrating.
1: Well, Tamara, I'm going to have to have you on my podcast to get you to share <laughs> all that. That's good. I, I would like love to. Well, I think that's what I that's what I pray for most every day. I, I feel like, you know, uh, you know, I ask God every morning, like, hey, teach me when uh to strengthen my spirit and uh also uh let me know uh when I need to rest my spirit and be reminded that you got this under control because um I'll go off on tangents and just let my <laughs> thoughts go. I'm like, there you go, you guys all know what I am now. But um so I'm I'm just doing my best. Uh I've got a lot of Italian blood in me. So, uh, yeah, See, some him. people
0: are made for that though. That's <laughs> I'm not, I wasn't born like that. Me speaking how, as much as I have spoken in the last five years of my life, holy cow, my family has been like, what's happening because yeah. they didn't understand vulnerability. They didn't understand transparency. They didn't underth- understand, authenticity. And if we want to like really talk, does America, does America know those things? And, right. and like America, who's supposed to be stewarding this whole thing? Well, not stewarding yeah. so well. And mm-hmm. so understanding that truth, vulnerability and authenticity, that really b- breeds connection. And I believe breeds the heart of the father, because if I can tell you that I'm not always comfortable being the only white person in the room or I'm mm-hmm. not comfortable if I'm with a bunch of white people and I don't have another color in the room. That's my being truthful in the fact that this is uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable for us just as much as it's uncomfortable for you. And it's us, it's us together collectively. So I, I love when people speak out and I think it's needed more often. It's just a matter of making sure that we're taming it to, to the heart of the father and not going in our, in our outside of our spirit realm to do that.
1: Yeah. I've been tested quite a bit. You know, I think that's, you know, I'm trying, I'm trying to fight the right way. I guess that's the question. I'm trying to figure out like, how do you, what's the right way to fight? Cause, yeah. uh, what's the right way to fight? How do I fight like a kingdom warrior? Because yeah. it's easy to take the social media and, and I went to the protests. Um,
0: oh my gosh. It's huge. That's inc- I've never, I haven't even heard of that scenario.
1: Yeah. There, I was actually on my birthday. It's how I spent oh, my birthday. So, God. and then you're wondering like, should I even be talking about this right now? But I'm like, yeah. for, for me personally, I would feel inauthentic not to at least address it. Um, yeah. I think it's, you know, it is scary. And I think we, we, uh, we do have to take that posture of God's hand is on the situation. He's, uh, You know, he's a sovereign God. He's already seen this all. But at the same time, like, where do I fall into play? Like, it's easy to, you know, I know churches here in Toronto that are meeting privately. Um, And I know others that have just like laid down and they're just like, I I don't know. The analogy I use is, you know, eh, I don't want to get into, but I think they're starting to see like over the last 11 months, we've been told by people we need to trust that there's a tiger. And I think finally, a lot of people are starting to look around like, have you seen a tiger? Yeah, I've I've been I don't see a tiger. Maybe we can maybe we can get together because I haven't seen a tiger in eleven months. I yeah. think so. I'm just you're trying to figure out like do you promote it? Or do you get it? how yeah. much? Do you, or is it a distraction? Do I just you know yeah. keep going? I'm like, what's the point of? I guess where what happens though is like, you know, when you see the government say that church is non-essential, yet yeah, strip joints are open in California, and what they say that what we do on Sundays is not important like what who we worship and when we come together it is not essential and when then i see our own church not even doing anything about it you start to wonder: like is anybody anything in this church the fact that we're all coming here with our hands up every sunday but none of us are even willing to even discuss maybe something without being afraid of what somebody else might think then you start to wonder what what's my faith all about? Is this just a, right. a nice little? Is this nice comfort food for me on Sundays that I feel good? I post some stuff on social media, or is it does it actually mean something? So, anyways, I'm okay having the conversations because I know I'm not the only one thinking them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's so true. I mean, every single person is. And that's what's so frustrating. It's as I have definitely tested the limits more than let's say somebody in my my mother's age bracket, right, where they're like, follow the rule. Like, that's what you always do. Follow the rules. And I I just feel like there's freedom where there is God and we are uh, imparting that everywhere we go. And so even something little like walking into target and not wearing a mask. And I see people staring at me, like you're not following the rules and I'm also not within six feet of them. I'm not like coming into their little bubble. I'm not being rude, but I'm like, I'm healthy. If you feel like you're going to be compromised, please wear the mask. Right. And, and I'll, I'm going to be respectful of that, but I'm not going to do something that I don't feel is, is necessary and I'm sure there will be backlash on every single choice that we make, whether we do it or we don't. And I have people on both sides who are like, Tamara, why are you wearing a mask? I'm like, well, it's mandated. And then why are you not wearing a mask? Because I'm free. Like we're we're in this really weird area, this gray area. But Sundays are not just meant for us to hands up that day. I should be walking hands up Monday through Saturday as well. And what does that look like? I think is ultimately your question is like, how do I support that small business guy? How do I Come to this protest and do so peacefully because that's what you would want God would do. But also God threw those tables over in the temple when they were doing something wrong. He's not a God of just like peace in that way. He's a God of peace, but he also has anger. He also has a desire for change. He also has a kingdom mindset where he's like, we're going to fix this thing and there are going to be some people in hell at the end of it. And yeah. so I I just believe that we need to renegotiate, not renegotiate, we need to reevaluate what that looks like every day. And it's yeah. going to continue to shift and change as things continue to shift and change here. And um, I I applaud your boldness and I love your Italian heritage for that reason. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah, we're
1: definitely not afraid to throw our, uh, you know, <laughs> hat in the ring. But um, I think I was yeah. yelling at the reporters a little too loud. Then I realized, uh-oh. I have people I'm representing here. I probably. Right. But, but what happened, you know, I think one thing I'm aware of is like, but then right there you catch yourself and you think mm-hmm. of who our enemy is, who our real enemy is. And our enemy is the devil and the devil is a divider. Yeah. So, so all of a yeah. sudden you're like, okay, just caught myself there. I'm actually, this is exactly what the devil wants. He wants this division between me and the reporter that I want to go yell at. Mm-hmm. But what if I think about how to go and, Hey man, I just curious how you know how's your day going? You need yeah. a coffee? Yeah, I know. Yeah, you, you know, really? you're trying to actually bridge, you know. Yeah, so I am trying to trying to look at all these these every time you're like, oh man, I gotta rip this guy apart. And then you're like, no, that's exactly what, what the devil wants. He wants me to yeah. divide, divide, divide. He's winning. He's probably sitting back up in, you know, wherever he's right now having a heyday. Probably he's laughing his yeah. head off. And then you're yeah. like, and I'm so trying to move through these situations knowing that you know you know God is our waymaker he's getting there is a way but and probably the way isn't to create more division with people but at the same time to be able to you know have a conversation and try and get an understanding of like where where are you coming from like our personal family got divided this past summer yeah. cuz me and my brother my middle brother <laughs> don't see things the same way yeah. and, and, and we everyone had a blowout else we, now fortunately we've we've uh we've um you know we got to a point where we didn't have Thanksgiving together as a family which is mm. crazy for our family yeah and yeah. you know uh, we're we're now gonna make Christmas work uh, but you know there's gonna be a bit on his terms where he's gonna be more comfortable with them not you know being at the place but you know having dinner maybe in the basement in my mind, you know, and I didn't, you know, that's like crazy, but I'm like, Hey, is that what it's going to take for us all to get together? And he said, yes. I'm like, totally cool. So the the relationship is worth more to me, uh, than being right. So I value our relationship and I need to have a a vision for the future. And I think something that I'm watching from a lot of Christian leaders, you know, guys like Craig Rochelle and Furtick, and like, Mm -hmm. they really are like Kingdom focus, like so far down in the road, they're 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 aware that like we have to make decisions that are going to ultimately like we can't go so reckless that all of a sudden we lose it. Like you got to be wise. So I think that's what I'm looking for. Like what's the what's the wise play, if you will, not in you know not from a comfort standpoint of like making an excuse not to speak up and be strong, but from the standpoint that like you don't like destroy everything you've built the last. 20 years and I'll burn all your bridges. And you're like, there you go. The devil gotcha. So Absolutely. it's, it's, I'm definitely not saying I've got to figure it out, but I'm starting to see like some avoid division, you know, seek conversation, uh, you know, don't water down. Like if, like I told, I'll tell my pastor, like, this is ridiculous, man. We need to do something like, you know, I love you. I wouldn't tell you this if I, but like, what do you guys feel? But like, we're not going to do anything. We're yeah. just going to wait. What if we're done? Is this it? Do yeah. I have to start the church myself? Like, do I have to, yeah. like, am I, do I have to, is, are you guys done? It's like, so when you hear about the tiger, I guess you got two options. You either just say, you know what, this, this is too hard. I'm just going to lie down dead. <laughs> or yeah. you're going to say, I don't know. I haven't seen a tiger for, for, for 11 months. Have you guys, Yeah. maybe we yeah. should, maybe we should do something. I don't know. I'm just, just throwing it out there. Um, yeah. Anyways, I don't know if that, any of that made sense. No, I him. think
0: it's so, no, it absolutely makes sense. And like you said, I think it's addressing the elephant in the room, right? Like everybody's thinking it, everybody has, um, especially during the holidays, maybe even more so than they had in the past, they're yeah. being confronted with it and, and trying to wrestle with, but this is norm, but is this norm? Is this well, the yeah. new norm? And realizing ultimately, and you said it out of your own mouth, like relationship matters most. And so are you honoring the relationships through this time? And are you doing it with creating a bridge versus burning it and making sure that, you know, that's the forefront because the the church that has to be the forefront. If we're going out to go throw stones, we know what happened there. Right. And so it's our job to just come again in that component of peace, but also that component of truth, because peace and truth are connected in that. And we we might feel disgruntled. There might be a moment that we're swaying, just like you said, like you're talking to the reporter outside of your norm. But ultimately, you're anchored and you're anchored and you're rooted back to that word from the get go. You're rooted in the one who is the truth giving God who then convicted you on the spot. Because you're connected yep. to him and you said, okay, I see what you mean. And, yep. and that's going to happen as long as we as the church stay abiding stay stewarding, yeah. say doing all yeah. of those things well. Our church is still meeting. We've been meeting uh-huh. since this, you know, has happened. And um, half of them are wearing masks, half of them aren't. It's yeah. supposed to be mandated, but we have a yeah. freedom of voice. And yeah. it it blows my mind, even from a capacity standpoint. I'm I'm proud of the way that they've responded. Um, and, and I think if somebody walked in to close down the church, there'd be an uproar.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I think I would... Yeah. <laughs> no that's good i think uh i mean i always like to say that uh the devil overplays his hand and, mm, and it's pretty good. clear we we see what's yeah. happening here so yeah yeah we just have to kind of be aware of that as we as yeah. we yeah uh, yeah tread forward and i
0: think ultimately like just realizing that as you activate your dream, whether that's into a coaching program, whether that's into a family dynamic that's outside of your norm or something that is in your norm, and you're going back to that place in a new way, it's knowing that, like, God is in the mist. It's already been planned, and we have to step into it, regardless of how uncomfortable it is. Again, it goes back to that, have faith in the discomfort because he is the one who brings comfort anyway. Yeah. Um, and and that's, I'm excited as more people say yes to their dream. That creates a bigger ripple effect, and yeah. it it's not just the finances; it's the freedom factor that comes yeah. along with saying yes to it.
1: That's that's what I would finish up with saying too. Like, be proactive right now. Like, don't be react. It's so easy to be reactive right now. But I mean, you know, the truth of the matter is is that nobody's taking away your freedom for what time you wake up at you know what you put in your body how much you sleep how hard you train you know how much time you spend with your family nobody's taking away that freedom nobody's taking away your freedom to uh, create better offers to market harder to sell harder right and 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 the truth is is that yeah uh fear also, um comes after focus if you're focusing on right so you get what you're yep. focused on. So what, yep. what you focus on grows. So I find if you're, if you're focused on fear, you're just going to, it's just going to magnify. So, you know, I, I tell my students like right now your business should be thriving. It really should be thriving uh, because so many people are lost and are looking for leaders. And um, I coach people that help trainers and millions of people have lost their gym memberships and fitness isn't going anywhere. people, It's the number one way to, first of all, stay healthy, live a long life. So people are looking for online solutions. So this is an opportunity if you decide to see it as a gift. But a gift has to be received. So you have to just accept that, hey, I'm going to focus on growing my business right now. And I'm going to just focus on what I can control. And, uh, and see God faithful through this. And I think a lot of people are experiencing his favor, to be honest, who have fully entrusted in him. So uh, mm-hmm. believe it or not, there's a lot of people are seeing exponential growth right now because it shows to be proactive and reactive and get caught up on in all this and say, I'm just going to wait it out. I'm going to see what happens. No, I'm going to go right through the middle right now. And um, I know a lot of business owners are seeing uh, pretty incredible growth because, they're deciding to take the reins and be leaders for their people and give solutions yeah. and and I think that's the I think that's a great posture for everybody to have as well. Um, see this as a blessing, not as a curse, and uh, just focus on what you can control, which is a lot of stuff.
0: Yeah, so good. That's so so wise. You're so wise. I want to call you Vinny now because of <laughs> what you said before. You call me Vinny.
1: Yeah, I'm Italian, <laughs> so I, a lot of my buddies call me uh, Vinny. That's all. That's all good. Vinny with a Y. Yeah. I love it.
0: I love it. So good. Well, Vince, it was amazing to have you. I already feel like I want to get up and go running. And I already worked out today. So hopefully I don't do that to myself. But I appreciate your energy. I appreciate your vulnerability. uh, And I am excited for people to get connected with you. So tell us beyond your you have a six figure and a seven figure mastermind. Is that right? And other places that they can get in touch with you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We've got uh, the best place to get in touch with me. I'll keep it super simple because nobody remembers more than two things. Um, my Instagram account at Vince Del Monte, they'll find my blue verified account. And yeah, we've got a podcast. I've got two coaching programs for uh, trainers who want to start grow or scale. The best place to connect is, uh, to see what I'm up to on, um, on my uh, Instagram account or Facebook Vince Del Monte. I'm on there as well.
0: Awesome. Well, it was a pleasure. I'm so excited for people to get in connection with you and Godspeed. Stay, stay aligned. (laughs) That's all I got for you.
1: Love it. Awesome. Thank you.
0: (laughs) All right, Ben. See ya. Hey y'all it's me again. I hope in today's episode you sense an ignite to an ember within you, something mentally, physically, emotionally, or spiritually moving that creates and sustains a fire within your journey. Before you go, let's solidify the flame. I'd love for you to take a step right now in declaring your takeaway. By snapping a pic of the episode you tuned into, share your sparked moment and tag me at fitandfaith_podcast underscore podcast or me personally at Tamara.andress on Insta. I hope that I can keep you accountable and also share you with the greater community of the Fit and Faith podcast listeners. We're totally in this together. Community over competition is the motto, right?